0: All right, everyone. I'm about to hit you with the hot facts right here. First one coming at you from the guy in the first row over there. Everything is a gamble. Love most of all. Now, if that doesn't get you ready to fucking gamble, I don't know what does. I'm hyped on DraftKings, guys. I talk about it every week. I gamble on it every week. I bring in dollar bills. Now, sometimes I lose. That's part of gambling because also luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And that's what you're about to do after you use promo code THPN at sign up to get an extra $5 on your first deposit, take that into an NHL lobby, draft a sick-ass team, win some sick-ass cash, grab a sick-ass bottle of Fiji water and live your best posh lifestyle, baby. So seriously, guys, though, going into DraftKings now, the leader in daily fantasy all across the sports world, they are expanding everywhere as gambling becomes legal across the States and soon to be Canada as well. So huge news coming there. Uh, you'll be, you'll be seeing DraftKings even more than you already do. Um, if you're trying to understand what it is, it adds excitement to every night of watching sports. That's what I know for sure, because you're drafting a lineup. You're watching it more for just the results. You're watching the players and how they perform. That's why they call it the sweat is because you're sweating for people to shoot the puck. That's all you need. Sometimes is a shot on goal to win. That's the difference between making thousands, making hundreds or making nothing. If you think you're smart, challenge yourself go to draftkings.com use promo code thpn at sign up and yeah get a free a free entry with your first deposit that's what i wanted only at draftkings minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details other than that episode 25 of stick and ring podcast oh harder baby A great okay. intro thank you very much clammy hands here reporting for duty with uh stinky crotch and then we got grundle boy <laughs> i i was gonna call josh stinky crotch we'll go josh be grundle boy wrath could be stinky crotch
1: there it is i definitely can't be stinky Ra- crotch
0: why your, your room looks today. like some, something that's something <laughs> that would have a stinky today. crotch
1: in it well, what do you mean my bed's not made that's the only thing messy about my room It looks like remember that South Park
0: episode where they're all gaming downstairs and Carmen yells for bedpan? Like kind of (laughs) kinda similar. Oh but kind of similar vibes. Uh boys, before I ask you how you're doing, I want to ask you something. Late on me. Um do you guys find the sound of someone peeing gross?
1: (laughs) No, not really. I'm indifferent about it. You
2: know what? It's so funny you say this because I know someone and she was telling me I work with this girl. And she's like, yeah. Like, I turn on the sink when I go pee. I'm like, why? And she's like, I hate at this. She's like, I hate the sound of pee. She's like, I, I, like, I can't do it. I, was, I think to myself, at her own house, she does that. Yeah, like she's like, I'll, I'll go pee, and even if it's just me, she's like, I'll turn on the sink and I'll go pee.
0: I'm like, you're weird. I'm, sh- I'm sure this lady's a nice person, but I'm gonna hit you with two things. I hate her. Cause she's wasting water, <laughs> and also she, like, I would see a therapist if that was me. Hey, because you need to fix that. There's not a lot of water on the planet. Fix yourself. And pee. Hey, dude, it's natural. I was, we were, we were like right before we we're recording. I could hear one of you guys peeing, and and I was peeing at the same time. And I was like, it's kind of a cool sound. You know, it's kind of re- it's kind of relaxing.
1: Who did you hear peeing? Me or Josh?
0: I don't remember. I was away from the screen. It, I it, tell. It's, it sounded like a Josh. It, it was be. a Josh stream.
1: Do you guys, when you hear someone's, when you hear someone's stream, do you unintentionally think about the size of their, yeah. of their unit?
2: Yep. hundred yeah. percent.
1: Of their piece? Like, like, have you ever heard of a
0: distinctly like bigger stream where you're like, holy fuck dude, that's a, just that's into a, a t- rope t- on that <laughs> guy. <laughs> like, like the, thing, like
2: the thing I think of is like when you're on like a nice little nature walk and you can barely heal, hear a little bit of water. Or it's like you're standing yeah. right next to fucking Niagara Falls, and you're <laughs> <to> holy shit.
3: <laughs>
0: how long have you been
2: holding that in? Seriously,
0: and like it's there's so many apps that are like white noise apps or even meditation apps where it's like fall asleep to the sound of rain. And I'm like, bro, fall asleep to the
1: stream. How about that? <laughs> how, do guys, how, okay. do about, how do you guys? feel? feel about peeing with boners?
0: So uh, hard, painful be, at times.
2: I just yeah. get it on the seat sometimes yeah. but yeah. you know actually I don't want to no, know I don't want to say why it's hard but it's actually like there's a reason behind that
1: why,
0: why? just say it
1: so yeah, what the fuck
0: so, it's, so, ana- it's so, anatomy
2: dude
1: yeah you so, went over the last episode remember how good you were at it
2: yeah, yeah. well <laughs> I think I think and Rafi'll probably look this up and prove me wrong on Sunday but when you when you pee with a chub on, when you pee with a chub It's usually because, like, if you, like, pee, like, as you're, like, having sex, it's because there's only one fucking way out there, boys. It's either fucking sperm or it's piss. So, when, because, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I can still rock a chub. But if I go pee, I'm, like, back to square one in terms of, like, I need to, like, work on, you know, finishing again, building up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. building up the pressure. It, it's <laughs> Make almost the like I,
2: yeah. Or, like it if you picture it, like... or it kills it. It kills it. If I go, pee so, really? wait a second. I'm, like, I'm good.
0: Nah. Back to sperm talk for a second. Does sperm travel through your
2: urethra?
1: Yes. It yes. Does, like right? u- it's all the, the same.
2: Urethra is just yeah. Well, dude, there's no. You don't have don't a like second tiny hole underneath your big hole. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't have two dick holes. What? <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, because no, like, like that's so... where like UTIs and shit happen. Because like yeah. if you have unprotected sex and you get bacteria in there, that's why it hurts to piss. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I no, thank you. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: do
1: no, 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 Elijah. no,
0: no. <laughs> dude. No.
2: Lesson coming from the. Beach. That's so,
0: <laughs> dude. But if you if you like legitimately if you try and pee after coming, that's fucked. Like that feels so not good. only. I feel so feels sometimes I like, oh, we're going real into this here, but like as a guy, if there's any women out there listening, if somehow you've sat through this so far after a man, uh, ejaculates, at least for me, there's like after dribble, like it's not just finished. Like there will be like dribble afterwards and it'll just dry on your underwear. That kind of sucks. Like you don't want to have like wet stickiness everywhere, but the, ha- the life hack is if you pee after it's kind of like rinsing the smoothie cup like there is like it's not clean but there's no dribble coming out after so that's kind of the life hack but like there's times where i'm sitting there after doing that and i'm like i have to stand there for like five minutes and it's like almost pushing a shit out like i'm like so it's like a, there's like a doctor at the end of my feet saying like all right 10 second push here we go
2: yeah like,
0: well tough well, trying to push actually, out the pee yeah because i like what i'm saying is sometimes i don't like urgently have to pee but i know if i pee like i won't have to deal with dribble so i'm like i mm. will pee like i will make myself pee
2: well the the one thing i will say E, is it's actually very i wouldn't say it's necessarily like, very important but it comes back to having like the whole unprotected sex thing it's actually very important that you pee after sex guy and girl because it actually mm. flushes out the bacteria and shit that gets in there sometimes
0: i thought it was just girls that's interesting i'm pretty yeah, sure i was right? told it's just
2: girls I, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it might be an You're only probably keto, told that right? by a girl. Yeah. But they, they but weren't would thinking you guys about not you. Agree, though? Would you guys not agree? It kind of makes sense for guys, even though like the mass yeah. of where bacteria can get is smaller than a girl's. There's still like yeah. bacteria that sits on. Oh it, dude.
0: I, I don't say small, dude. I've got a gigantic urethra. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's huge. It's you can, like the you, massy you tunnel, shove, man. You could shovel pinky up there if you needed to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but gross.
0: speaking speaking of girls and pee, <sighs> what do you think out of the two genders, uh, their their P streams? What do you think like if we had to say one was worse or grosser or just like if one was better, which one's better? Girls, girls.
1: Do you think better. ours is like a precise just like so? single file stream? And then do you think the girls are just hey. like a shotgun blast into the toilet? No. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. Okay, like, I-,
2: <laughs> I think i think girls it, i've always wondered about this because like guys you're saying you guys girls ever, are better have you guys ever had the dual stream yeah no yeah, it's cuts in half but yeah where it cuts in half it's weird so twice um, it's hard to control yeah it's so that way like and it's very satisfying when you're like i'm so precise like both streams are going in the bowl and nothing's touching the seat <laughs> yeah. um yeah but i think for me though like girls like it's always aimed down. You know what I mean? Cause like, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Do you get pissed on the seat when you do a sit down piss as a dude? Like when you're getting up in the middle of the night and you're like, I'm just like, I'm so tired. Just let me sit down. You know, instead of like standing, you can actually like fall asleep on the John, which has happened to me. Um, (laughs) Or do you get, you know, obviously like not, I don't want to say dirty, but it's more all over the place when you're standing there's more prone to error so i would say girls plus plus girls wipe, dude do you guys wipe your the tip your urethra (laughs) after you go piss no no way shakes and you're good no bro you're on you do
0: you even do you do the toothpaste squeeze dude you just like get it all out of there (laughs) (laughs) squeeze the squeeze the tube out (laughs) i was gonna say dude like honestly i've 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 heard a couple girls pee in my lifetime and it does not sound relaxing. It sounds very <laughs> distressing, like awesome. it sounds like when you when you hold a garden hose, but you hold your thumb over like ninety percent <laughs> of it, and you get that like sharp sounding spray. That's what it sounds like.
2: I think that's what it is, dude. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So like yeah. is nicer flow, but it's harder to control. It's like Elijah's hair, um, yeah. Whereas, dude, like, have wrap, you ever? Uh, I've it's got too monster, many teeth. Kind of, like going all on. over the place. <laughs> it's, it's all over the place, but it's like structured. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: I'll give you guys the option here. Should I bring up one more pee thing, or should we move on?
2: No, you bring up the pee thing for sure. Okay,
0: have you guys have you guys ever (laughs) been sitting down to pee, but you pee so hard it ramps up the bowl and outside, like, uh, like down your leg? Dude, I thought down your leg. leg. Like, I don't know. I I can't remember where it hits, but it goes outside the bowl and it hits you, and you're like, "What the fuck?"
1: No, I've definitely peed with an erection into the toilet and it's like splashed off the toilet bowl onto the underside of the toilet seat so I have to clean that after (laughs) (laughs) but never like never like peed straight up onto my leg no
2: Uh, I think I think I have or I'm not paying attention like I'll sit down I'm so tired I'll just like hopefully like it dangles it's like over but sometimes yeah. like it's just not the right angle, and I'll be like, okay, yeah. I'm peeing, but it's not going in the toilet. Where's it going? And then like it's <laughs> going like right into your underwear and you're like sick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: oh my god. And like you Literally get that- It's, it about, dude. it's like- all physics. Okay. We're not gross, dude. It just comes down to angles sometimes. Yeah,
2: dude. It's just
0: sometimes NBA players shoot an air
2: ball. Sometimes I miss the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same.
0: Just like Steph
2: Curry, he doesn't always have the nicest arc, but, you know, neither (laughs) do I.
0: (laughs) But you'd still take him on your team every time. 100%. Okay, I think we'll jump into this episode here. Uh, We're ready to record now. Let's get going. Um, Episode 25. Episode 25, (laughs) stick and Rink. here we go. Um, Boys, I went to the gym today, again. I'm, I'm on the wagon still. I fucking killed leg day, I think. as it be, if, if, if we're in a lobby full of beginner workout people, I killed leg day because I like didn't give up halfway through. How much, how much did you
1: start with walk? leg day? What did I do for leg day or start? What, why did you start with leg day?
0: What do you mean? Like, cause is, this, is this your week? first time going to the gym? No. No, oh, no this I've, is your first time I've, going I've to the gym. Like, I've been like three or four times in the past two weeks. Or Good for you. Like that, maybe a week and a half. Um, baby steps second only second time doing legs since being back though and yeah i fucking i would say i killed it i like i don't know i'm just happy i don't know you said- <laughs> there was there was a I, like i'm at the point right now i kind of want to talk about like just being a beginner at the gym or like I, beginners the wrong word but like just being a newbie at the gym we all know like there's there's the gym hardos who like got the fucking spaghetti top going on and like they like yeah, the they, right? they, they yeah they literally look like they're in their element and then there's guys like then there's a complete other group of people there's me who are like no (laughs) clue why the fuck they're there i literally i i try and write out a plan of what i'm gonna do when i get there but i slowly start scratching things off because i'm like i'm not fucking doing that and so i also (laughs) have to like today i fucking i was like you know what i want to get some abs too and so i started doing step-ups (laughs) <laughs> like off on the little thing, but I threw like a, a like a 45-pound plate over my head and just held it there while I was doing stuff.
1: <laughs> <Jesus>.
0: <laughs> when I first tried it, I was wearing this t-shirt, which is from like 2013, so it does not fit my Krispy Kreme ass belly anymore. <laughs> so I had, I had to like tuck it in and tie my shorts up so people didn't see my muffin every time I lifted. this plate over my head. <laughs> but that's my version of killing it at the gym. Good Josh. You. Did you do a workout today, Raf? Did you? Uh
2: yeah. did I do no? Oh no, I did. I I was doing what was I doing yesterday? I was doing chest, chest and biceps. I was just fucking lacking it out. Um <laughs> are but- you making the noises? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> <fucking crazy. laughs> I was actually gonna ask you how many how many plates were you squat today with those oh, thick thighs of yours?
0: I'm only I'm only form baby. I'm no weights. I don't I don't fuck with the weight right now. I was just doing kettlebell squats.
2: So what? I, I yeah, could like, not there was no weight at all. Not you wanna like, just
0: do like an empty bar or no, anything? There's no bar. It's just kettlebells. So I was doing like right. a kettlebell in front of me. Like a goblet squat, it's oh, called right. mm.
2: Yeah
0: Okay. I forget but, um, how I I think it was only like a fifty pound kettlebell. It's and that's not like that's a that's a little more than the bar
1: dude. Dude, so, I'm, and how dude, many I'm... times you squat it 10 times
0: i was doing i, I think i did 15 12 10 10. holy so
2: shit I did, I did, it's not bad dude, with
0: it nice. i'm trying to work on form because i've noticed i always thought i had good squat form incorrect i have very bad squat form just chest oh,
2: back straight ass yeah what
0: are the what are the odds we got one of those like super protein powder like like you know, like Jersey Boys out there listening to our show right now that wants to come on and PT me, personal train the shit out of me. And Bailey Fiddler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll gonna... only
0: do it if he promises to look like a Guido when we go to the gym. That's all I want.
2: <laughs> <You> <laughs>
1: just give him a spray tan and everything.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm yeah. like he has to get a spray tan every time. <laughs> yeah, and not I'll even <laughs>
1: every single time he's there, he has to go tanning. All right, he'd be in for sure. <laughs> 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 that'd be so funny oh
0: yeah uh any thoughts with the gym before i move on boys
2: uh no, good for you uh, i think i'm rocking i think i'm doing uh back and shoulders tomorrow nice Hell yeah dude yeah, yeah. you
1: don't want to do back and bicep?
2: <laughs> no uh no back and no back and biceps we're already done so All right i'm gonna doing back shoulders and triceps tomorrow
1: elijah how long do you think you last with the gym because you're a very committed person when you put your mind to it, but I know that the moment you fall out of routine, you you're yeah. you're done for. Eve, why don't say
2: you and I have a bet? Why don't you and I make one?
1: He made one last year, remember?
0: Dude, check like if y'all want to make the weight loss bet again, dude. I'm fucking armed and ready. I gotta hey, before you start making more bets, can you
1: pay me back first? Like just Hey
0: whenever Bonnie tells me I can come give you your money, I will do it. Dude, why can't you just She's fucking transfer
1: me? She doesn't like you know that either, up? dude.
0: That's not safe distance.
1: I don't think I've seen you guys in person since my birthday. Back in December.
0: Two full months at this point. Wait. Like at le- like that? at least
1: like at least like hang out or something like that. I don't think I've seen you guys in person since December.
0: I don't even know if we see just, each other like, at all since then.
2: Coming to my work a couple times.
1: Yeah, but that's in passing. That's not the same. True. Like when like when was the last time we all like officially hung out? Like even my birthday like that's a bit of a stretch cuz we were all kind of like in a large circle for like 10 minutes, maybe.
2: Dude, what I would have like, been you've... there for your drive-by birthday. Yeah.
1: Jo- Josh wasn't oh, even there, okay. so I think the last time we all hung out was Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, probably yeah, fuck. Yeah, holy God, shit. Over.
1: Yeah, Jesus Christ, almost six months, four months,
0: dude. I'm g- I'm literally gonna spiral into depression in this episode if we keep this up. Like, <laughs> oh, you'll see a full thing. mental breakdown
2: because now I'm gonna transition us. The thing that's really gonna carry on the depression is the Knocks, dude. Oh, Oof.
0: there you go. What a transition.
2: bad transition. It's bittersweet.
0: That's some James Duffy shit right there. You are hosting us.
2: Um, nice. So, let's jump into hockey. Okay. Um, so, what happened? Well, first of all, I'm actually really mad at myself because yesterday, uh, I was coming home. I was go- I was at the driving range. Speaking of which, my swing is back. <laughs> it is back, and I'm happy. Speaking of things that are back, the swing. Yeah, the, the swing is back now. Coming back, and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, there's a Canucks game on. It started at 5. I'm driving home. It's 5 o'clock, I'm sitting in rush hour because I was coming from from Ladner. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to miss too much. Like, whatever. I'll just, like, just rip home. Dude, I come back. It's 3 fucking nothing. I'm like, I saw nothing. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, Canucks are going to take a shit on the Jets. So I'm like, I'll watch all the second. So I watched all the second no goals it was actually pretty boring to watch i was really upset then i'm like okay cool i'm like third period uh and then i watched until like the three like the four minute mark left in the in the third and i'm like okay canucks are gonna win i turned it off <laughs> missed the empty netter and i'm like fuck Dang. you I'm like i saw i didn't see one goal and i'm really upset <laughs> i haven't seen eight. a live canucks goal boys in like a while because i'm either at work or they're being fucking shut out when I'm watching. <laughs> I have not actually celebrated a live cannot school.
0: So, so I guess my question is, you didn't watch today's game because you were working?
2: Yep, fact. Okay. okay but that's so, uh, the highlights uh, before there we goes, started. And that's where... There, it was I was getting,
0: good. Well, it kind of defeated my theory. I was going to say that you're the bad luck charm recently, but no, yeah. clearly not. But no. today's game... So, yeah, well, how, let, let's go to the first, the first game. They won, like, dominating performance. I would yep. say, it I was, wouldn't
2: necessarily. I mean, they got a shot. I mean, I would say they would, they took advantage of their shots because yep. there not a lot of them compared to today.
0: Maybe we'll use the word dominating generously by saying they dominated because they got a lead and they kept it. And that yeah. for now is for the Canucks, that's dominating now. <laughs> but I mean, the, I, I constantly like part of the reason that I stay so positive and I still think the playoffs are like a glimmer of hope, like it's still there, is because I swear that a lot of these games comes down to bounces. Like, yes, the yes, they're like they they fuck up a lot of the parts of the game, but so do other teams. And I I think in that first game, a ton of bounces went our way. Like three, what was it? Like three deflection goals, almost. Well, yeah, or three think, oh. near deflection goals.
2: That was one of my points. Like I'll give it, I'll give it to the Canucks. Like they did a really good job getting in front of Hellebuck yesterday. Like there was traffic in like every shot. Like JT Miller had a tip, Hoglander had a tip, uh, and then the other one actually went off. A Nate Schmidt got credit for the goal, but it went off a, uh, a Jets player. So yeah. and plus the empty netter. So like literally every single goal that beat him was a deflection. So I'll get. I'll that was really nice to see. So the bouncers were there. Hundred percent,
0: and that's the thing. Like, I kind of like, I was just so hoping that we'd be able to string two, string two or three wins together here, just maybe buy those bounces to be able to get some sort of momentum. Because here's the thing: the Canucks are going to win three games in a row again. It will happen. Like, it's just whether or not it's way too late. Obviously, I think if they can do it in the next five games here and and get some momentum going, that'd be awesome. Um, Who, who would have thought after doing that to Connor Hellebuck, like their bona fide number one starter, that they fucking bring in. Fucking Laurent Croissant, fucking Croissant, one more time, coming in here and he just, he, we get a couple on him this time, but he dominates the Canucks, man. He made some big saves again. Um, I shout out to to Canucks Twitter for not knowing who he is. Like we're all big hockey guys, we knew who he was before this. You idiots.
1: Yeah. I, I have a question for you guys, real quick, before we get so. too far away from this. Yeah. How? At what point in the season are you guys going to officially write off the Canucks?
0: I'm like a mathematics guy. Like, I will hold on. Um,
1: Statistically, they can still kind of do it, even if they win all their games.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, You'll have to position me with like, okay, the Canucks have to win out the next 10 games. Montreal has to lose all seven of these games, and that's like, I'll still be there.
1: Yeah, because like, we've we've been very hopeful, I feel like, for the past however many weeks, and just like, like, it hasn't been going well. So I just wanted to see how much further we need to go before we all just start writing them off.
2: I mean, for me, I'm I'm just already there. Uh, yeah. I I'm, I think this season's a wrap. Um, I'm not saying they should tank because uh, I'm not like that. I don't think you should ever like try to lose. I think you should play to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like for me, it's they're just they're just not good this year. And and you know the you know Elijah talks about the bounces and there's certain points in certain games and today's game was one of those things like there's four seconds left there's a fucking pop fly in the cut zone mm-hmm. it's a city bounce matthew pro takes it in, in alone there's four seconds left and cannot go down i think it was 2-1 going into the third or maybe it's yeah. 3-2 going into the third period like that is it that
0: was a first period goal or sorry but, first period yeah
2: i think it was 2-1 going into the second period but they never had a lead after that yeah. you know like yeah. that's like that's the it, hockey game. Those bouncers. yeah and yeah. and maybe it's a the hockey gods, you know, balancing the bounces from back to back games, but it's it's just shit like that. And and the constant defensive breakdowns, like just getting out of their own zone. Like there was the other turnover where there were four cock players and neither of them went for the puck and the Jets player took it, took it to the net and they scored. Like it was yeah. very frustrating to watch that. Like so I don't know. I mean I just I think they need to start selling i think they make cap room um i don't think you need to blow this thing up but i was gonna ask elijah this question are we kind of gearing up to be like the 76ers of the nhl like just trust in the process with like these high draft picks like i'm, I'm just saying like you know i think we have a good enough team to make the playoffs and to you know like we have the star power we do but yeah. we just can't get over the hump like i feel like we're going to be i feel like it it seems like that's the team right now
0: yeah so i would say really like edmonton was kind of the 76ers of the nhl like really getting like these yeah. number one overall picks and still having to be kind of on the on the fritz the whole time yeah i uh, i would I w- i'll say this about our our team right now is the core of Hughes and Pedersen, mainly those two guys I'm actually more worried about them than I am the rest of the team. Like I think the mm-hmm. I think the Horvats, the Hoaglanders, even Besser. Like I think him. And I actually love Myers too. I'm, I'm gonna people are going to hate me for that, but that's fine. <clears throat> Out of, the the two superstars on the team, they do worry me because they're not like a McDavid or a Matthews. There really is no superstar like Elias Pettersson, where it's all like is not a ton of speed to his game right now. And I know he, he's yeah. kind of. Not in a great point
2: during the season, like let not me, playing. Let me ask the way you this: he can? Do you think he is do you think he's just a better version of Patrick line Just pure that goal could, scorer? could
0: be. Well, like I think he's got. Kind, I don't know. I I think he deserves more than that for sure. But oh I yeah, I'm like, saying
2: he's the better version of that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely, because he's got other wrinkles to his game, but he does remind you a lot of him when he's in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's there's just something about him where like when austin matthews was coming up he's a guy i'm going to relate it to a lot because yes he's tearing the league apart right now it wasn't always like that with him like it, it wasn't he was always like a 35 40 goal guy but yeah. no one really knew like okay are you going to enter like the mckinnon tier are you going to enter that tier of player right and you kind of saw in this this year he's taking games over with speed and skill all at the same time yeah now if i don't know if petterson has that to him in terms of speed and skill at the same time yeah, like he's like a very for, he's a very patient player and that seems like something that teams are are going to start to adapt to
2: yeah like it yeah and i think you make a really good point there he because yeah does he have the extra f- super like you know going to fucking in the words of adam gaze going to fucking hyperdrive and yeah and take and truly take a game over like truly like if you're gonna win this playoff series it's gonna be because of him or does he need like a decent supporting cast around him and i would say maybe what i would compare this to and you may not like this comparison and hopefully it doesn't happen but would you kind of compare like maybe like Pedersen and Hughes to maybe like a Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monaghan like they're a good duo they're awesome they're great but can they elevate their game to being like a you know a Duncan Keith and a Jonathan Taves, or a you know Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane like can they can they get to that level
0: Um, I absolutely think that the Pedersen and Gaudreau is a phenomenal comparison I don't like obviously the Monaghan Hughes thing is kind of tough yeah I, th- well, I think like, Hughes like has a Horvat,
2: he, Horvat and Monahan have always been compared to one another.
0: True, true. That's a very good point too. I, I think he, huh. I'm I'm a lot more hopeful for Hughes. I'm worried about his size, obviously, and but he kind of has the same tendencies as Pedersen. He's a very patient guy and not really the like take you over even by body position kind of guy. You're going to mm-hmm. say something,
1: ref? I was going to say because this kind of got me thinking with you bringing up the whole Austin Matthews thing with. I was just like tearing up the division this year do you think one big factor for the Canucks and for other teams that are playing in the North division right now, uh, do you think a big factor is that they're playing teams that they previously never really played before? Cause like without yep. divisions were composed previously, it's like we could like, you could say that we, you could argue, sorry, that we kind of molded our place out to play against teams like close in our division, like Vegas, San Jose, like teams like that. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to teams like Toronto, Winnipeg, you know? So do you guys think that that's a very big factor this, this season? I, I think it's huge
0: when playing like the Montreal Toronto guys. Obviously, playing like the Calgary Edmonton, I don't it's it's not that different, but yeah. definitely like in terms of how much Montreal surprised us this year for sure, and how yeah. outclassed we look. Kind of <clears throat> it's going both ways. Like Toronto doesn't have to play these big guns anymore, Boston and Tampa, and they're kind yeah. of feasting on teams like us. Like we're kind of getting fucked in that same sense. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a I, good point too.
2: Well, I also think it just kind of comes down to like the matchup and and where I kind of see, you know, um, Vancouver struggling is when you look at like the Pacific Division, how it used to be. It's like okay, we weren't the fastest team, but we're yeah. a quick team. Like like we're not the fastest, but we're quick. But you know, when you match us up against the physical teams, it's like yeah, we're we're decently physical, but we're definitely not the most physical. But yeah. it's like, as soon as as soon as you match up match us up against like a really fast team and we try and beat them with speed. It doesn't work. Yeah, we so, just like, get burned. so like the Toronto's and Montreal's, that's all they are. They are sheer fucking speed and skill. Whereas yeah. when you match us up against like a more physical team, like a Winnipeg um, or even like an Ottawa uh, you know, those are teams that we may not match up well against. So it, yeah. it's interesting because I, I agree with you. Like, when you look at the Pacific Division, if we were looking at what we are now, like, okay, San Jose's pretty bad. Uh, Vegas is good. Anaheim's shit. Kings yeah. are shit. And is bad. Yeah. I wouldn't say bad, but, like, they're I not I think bad.
0: Arizona's moving divisions, too. Yeah. Like we're going to have Seattle this next year. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: exactly. Which so,
0: they'll be shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then obviously you look at Edmonton and Calgary. So, I mean, do we play in an easier division? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the whole knock right now in the North division is whichever, doesn't matter which team comes out of the North. Everyone's writing that team off. It's like, whether it's Toronto, whether it's Montreal, whether it's Edmonton, whoever, like they're, everyone's pegging like the Canadian team to get absolutely shit kicked yeah. Um, yeah. whenever they go up against any other divisional team. So, it's hard to say right now, you know, are we in the weakest division? I mean, it's very plausible. I mean, you look at the way that the other divisions are lined up, like, dude, like it's, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's some time team. teams. So yeah. our only hope would be, you know, in the latter half of the season, we don't get like whichever team comes out on top. Like those, that team doesn't get hurt. And, you know, but, I mean, it'll be interesting because whenever that divisional round kind of happens, like no team knows one another. They have not played at all. All you can go off of is sheer game film, which is very, which is very interesting. Yeah.
1: Because you're going to have to use past knowledge from previous seasons and then just like the video that you've been seeing. Yeah,
0: exactly. And you you can almost overthink it to a point where you're like, all right, I've watched 30 hours of video on this one guy. And you're like, okay, why don't you just go and
2: play him at that point? Yeah. could be a completely different feel. Yeah. I mean, my yeah. biggest thing is I would peg the Canadian division as a very fast division. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. pretty quick hockey. It definitely lacks the physicality. So, I mean, when you have a quick team like a Toronto or an Edmonton or a Montreal coming out of the North, dude, if they can get their feet going and, you know, those first couple of games against kind of like a more physical team, like it might be hard to catch up. So I think that would be the saving grace of, of the North. But right now Vancouver is not they are not at that level. Like not no. even close.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I would this would be hilarious if this was the season where there's like a miracle nine game win streak or something like that. Like we've seen it in past where mm-hmm. I remember there was a couple of seasons ago where Columbus and Minnesota both had 15 game win streaks in the same win same season. Yeah. And I think oh, both wow. both of them went on to like barely make the playoffs. Like they weren't phenomenal teams whatsoever. So that would just be like that's, that's why I'll never be out on on my team like this. Cause I think that it's just one year. You never know.
2: But so. I mean, also like you could also spin that in the sense of like, look at Buffalo last year, they won 13 games in a row. And then they went and yeah. their last 25, they went or 20, I think it was 23. They went 13 and, or they went like 15 and 10. Like yeah. how the fuck do you even do that? Like you win 13 in a row and then you win two of your next 10. That yeah. is yeah. fucking nuts. So anyway, it's it's wild. Or two of your last 12, I should say. So Yeah.
0: I see what you're anyway. pointing out.
2: That that's
0: it goes both ways. Um mm-hmm. okay, good talk. Let's throw it over. We've got a we should have prefaced this at the beginning of our fucking P talk. We need, we need to do that. Yeah, we fucked up because we got a big <laughs> guest coming on today. We've got the head coach of the Vancouver Giants, former assistant coach, I guess the, I don't know how to word it. Like Assistant coach of the World Junior Team Canada from this past year. I think that's the proper way to word it. Um, Michael Dick. Great interview with this guy. Um, We we think that we broke into his personality near the end. We think we got him. And we think we gave him the true stick and rink experience. So we're going to throw it over to that guy right now. Thanks again to Dan from the Giants for setting this up. And we'll come back after that. Here we go. All right, folks. Here it is. Curveball. Actual hockey interview coming up here. A guy with a lot of knowledge on the game. Might even be able to help coach us up and the people that can actually stay on our feet on the ice rink. But we're pleased to be welcomed by Michael Dick, the head coach of the Vancouver Giants. Michael, thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: No problem, man. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to jump right into this thing here, right up here. Um, so obviously, given the world situation where we're at right now, um, the WHL season has kind of been pushed back a couple of times now. And just like the rest of the world, we're kind of waiting, standing by just to see how, how things fall and how the dom- dominoes fall. So... My question is, have you started looking at the Langley Event Center and deciding where you could put bunk beds in different kind of places that you could have the players stay, like Red Deer?
3: We would love to do that. I mean, <laughs> we, we'd give anything we, – I mean, we'd, we'd set up bunks at the the Ladner Rec Center right now if we could. I mean, <laughs> our, our, our guys are raring to go. I mean, we're yeah. – you know, we're coming up to a year now. and yeah. Uh, yeah. And I got – you know, our, our players have done an amazing job. Staying, staying positive, um, you know, maintaining a, 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 I guess, a level of composure that uh, that we certainly didn't expect at this point because there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of hope at times, and then and then you know, probably on two different, two or three different occasions, been shot down. So mm-hmm. I, I think we feel like we're close right now, and uh, you know, and, and we're really hoping that uh, that we get. Approval any time, you know, sometime soon. It's it's really hard right now because we're watching other divisions in our league play and mm-hmm. get ready to play and, and uh, we don't have
2: a plan yet, but uh but we're hoping it's close. Love that. Awesome. Um, so just in terms of a general question, what what are you doing to get these guys ready for the season to try and obviously like you know maintain like the level of competitiveness and whatnot?
3: You know, we we we've uh we we've done a number of different uh, team builders via we, everything's on Zoom now, as you guys know. And yeah, um, you know, in, in the summertime, you know, we we make it we make it a point to to stay in contact. But we felt really really strongly about our guys staying connected with each other and, and staying engaged. I know they've got a group chat going. We had we had a morning motivation uh, through the summer. Uh, we felt like, hey, there, there was times that, that you know, we have felt positive, and everybody's been on this roller coaster ride. And there's other days that you don't, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like it's like being in the dressing room with each other. There's days you're feeling it, and there's days you aren't. So when you're not feeling it, boy, it's it's nice to have somebody else pick you up. And uh, so we, we had everybody step up and do a morning motivation uh, through the summer, through the winter time. We've done everything from uh, you know. Body full body workout some ideas you know as far as when guys were in lockdown in Alberta we're mm-hmm. not we not able to access the gym what, what were were they doing at home to stay in shape um, what were they watching what were they reading um, and and did a great job with that and uh, we've done a we've done a number of different things from bringing on alumni you know we've had guys like Milan Lucic or, or Brennan Gallagher Lance Boma uh, Craig Cunningham reach mm-hmm. out. Um, we've done team trivia uh we just did right. a we just did a project where we you know we recognize other people in the pandemic that, that are serving the community and so um we're we're pretty much running the gamut but we're running out of ideas here it's, it's yeah time to start playing here
2: who um who, who won in trivia who's the who's the smartest guy on that team i was
3: <laughs> <laughs> there, it is. there it is. i might have something to do with the questions too there you um, go. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. Comes That's in and awesome.
0: shows all the young guns who's boss around here. Sit go. back, watch the yeah. master. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, okay, I kind of wanted to take a second and jump back into your own hockey playing days. Uh, I did a little bit of research. I know I, I'm not a guy that looks like he does his homework, but I uh, I jumped in and 1988 we got the Regina Pats, and I noticed a stat stuck out to me there, Mike. Uh, 122 PIMs in 54 games there, but that that was kind run of running the mill back in the days, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it was you know, yeah, you know when, that was like when, fourth
0: highest on your team.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know we well back back in those days, man. There was guys with three hundred penalty minutes. Yeah, wow. Just, I mean, it, it's just uh, you know it was a much different time, and and, yeah. and uh, really fond of those days. Uh, you know, obviously, we had we had some pretty close teams in Regina, and it was it was uh, you know obviously a a great learning learning experience for me to, to play junior hockey and, and uh you know, obviously a uh, guy that i worked with the past two years jamie Howard, he was a teammate of mine back then and, and then you know you come full circle and you start coaching together so um yeah. you know it it, it uh, really fond memories and, and some great great times uh, with some great guys back in the day in regina
2: nice nice <laughs> love that um so Assuming you guys do play, and fingers crossed that you guys do, because junior hockey is really exciting to watch. Um, who, who, who are the rivalries going into the season for you guys? Well, I, I think it's going to be
3: it's going to be our division. I, I you know, I, if we're going to go, it's going to be a shortened schedule, maybe twenty-four games, and uh, you know, it'll be just EC division. So, right, we're going to see a lot of Kamloops and Kelowna, and Prince mm-hmm. George, and Victoria. And nice. uh and that's great. I mean we, we have a great division, we have great rivalries within the division. I, I would say our probably our biggest rivals is Victoria. It's the closest team. Um yeah. you know, we, we we would have played them in the playoffs last year in the first round. We we played them the year previous, uh two years previous actually. So um mm-hmm. they're they're probably our biggest rival, but we're you know, we're we're gener- we, we have a rival with everybody in our division, so
2: Nice. It would
3: be it would be really competitive this this
2: twenty four game schedule. Love that. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So, and, and even for yourself as a coach, with that idea of okay, it's it's definitely shortened schedule. It's the same teams every time. Is is there a, maybe there's not something that you change as a coach, but is there is there a level that you add of something you wouldn't normally cover where you're you're talking about playing the same team so often? Maybe there's just a, a different mental edge that you try and give the guys of saying like, hey, it's a long season against these guys.
2: Yeah,
3: I I think, you know, this season is different than any other season because you're, you're shortened and it's going to be 24 games and it's probably going to be in a span of 49 days and uh, you're not going to have a whole lot of rest in between games. So I think, I think as we prepare for this season, we really haven't touched too much on any, any kind of technical preparation with our players yet. We've, we've sent out some shifts here and there, but our, our focal point is really going to be on our habits. Um, there's not going to be a whole lot of time to, as you would normally have in a season to to develop systems or a team play. It's, it's going to be all about habits, which are going to be the foundation for the way we're going to play anyway. So if we can, if we can focus on that and really develop those, I think, I think we're going to have a pretty solid team game. Uh, We've got to play a smart game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our players have to have to come in, in shape and shape uh and in, in a in a 24 game schedule and a 49 day span, um, you know I don't think any of them, after missing a year of hockey, want to want to miss any more. So, the you know the physical element of, as far as rest and you know recovery and, and nutrition and hydration and uh, and then and then obviously uh, you know maintaining a level of flexibility and a level of conditioning is going to allow these guys to to finish a uh, 24-game schedule in a
2: very short period of time. Love nice. that. That's awesome. Um, my next question is just around, uh, you know, coaching, you know, idols and guys that you look up to in and around the WHL or obviously in the NHL. Who are kind of like – who's the one coach growing up that you're like, yeah, like he, he was always like a really good coach. Like I want to model my style around him. Uh,
3: that's that's a good question. I, I, I think uh, – you no, know, it's funny. I I uh, watch a lot of watch a lot of football and, and uh, I was go. always a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So you know, I grew up watching some well-coached teams with the, with the Steelers. I like the way they played, uh, played hard. They played well defensively. They had a solid, a solid team game, um, you know, and, and now moving forward, I, I did have some mentors. I mean, when I when I started coaching junior hockey, um you know, I worked with a guy by the name, Brian Maxwell, who had won two Memorial Cups. And he taught me a lot about, well, the defensive side of the game, about game preparation. I worked with Don Hay here in Vancouver and uh, I learned a lot from Hayes there, especially, uh, you know, habits and, and, and very good practices. And, uh, and then when I started as a head coach, um, I actually worked with a guy by the name of Clark Drake. And, and uh, he was a legend in coaching at the University of Alberta kind of used him as a mentor so i you know, rely on a lot of different uh, a lot of different people and and have learned a lot along the way and you sort of take you know what you really like from from the guys that you've worked with and you're always seeking to to, to learn a lot more i mean I, this past year working the world juniors with, with andre turnier i learned a ton from him as well so um yeah there, there's just certain people that I've, I've, I've probably taken more from than others that. nice
0: that's sweet. I was uh, I was actually just about to jump this way, so that works out. Uh, the World Juniors this year, um, kind of a glimpse into I guess what it's like organizing a team and and playing throughout this pandemic and dealing with all the things you have to deal with. Um, my first question about it is is that kind of thing? Did you do you think you gathered some insight and some maybe some practices or tips about how to handle a season like this where testing is a big part of it? Obviously, results of the test is a big part of it, but also just the the rules and the restrictions. Did you take something from that experience?
3: Oh, I learned it. I learned a tremendous amount from from that experience. It was, it, it it's an unbelievable experience, anyways, to, to be a part of the you know, the World Junior team. Um, but this year, in particular, with everything that we went through, from uh, you know coming together, I guess in in April when I when I found out I, I was going to be a part of the staff and doing a lot of preparation as far as is watching a lot of different players you know, in, in a lot of different leagues from the Quebec League, the Ontario League to, to the NCAA, guys I knew in the Western League, uh, to starting to work together as a staff. And then you know, we're running a, a summer camp, normally that camp's in Plymouth, Michigan, uh, we did it virtually. And so we, we focused a lot on our values and our habits in virtual camps. So you've got, you know, you've got 46 players from across Canada on a, on a Zoom call with the staff. Um, you know and doing group projects and, and guys having to work together it was it was unbelievable how how well it was run and i think you know what we got out of that and then into into our pre-camps you know preparation and we're we're you know going into red deer and and we had a plan in place where we were going to i think play four or five inter-squad games and then we were going to play six or seven cis games and then uh and then two exhibition games prior to the tournament starting and. and and everything changed. I mean, obviously when, you know, when uh, when we had a case of COVID inside of our our group, inside of the bubble itself and got locked down for 14 days. So, I mean, you know, our our team, our staff and our team spent 19 days, you know, and and we had a, you know, we were together from the middle of November till the beginning of January, 19 days in a hotel room, isolated. And, uh, And most of the guys that we had, hadn't played a meaningful game since March and we had to, you know, we had no exhibition games. We had one exhibition game against the Russians. We, you know, we had to change a lot in a very short period of time and and manage, you know, 46 athletes in their hotel rooms and their young men. And, uh, you know, it wasn't easy. And, uh, but, but I mean, you know, very good leadership from hockey Canada, very good leadership from, from Andre and Al Miller, who was our, our manager. Um, And 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 the players did a great job, um, you know, managing managing a lot of those those frustrations and distractions that could have happened, and kept everything compartmentalized. So it was it was a phenomenal experience. But yeah, um, you know, hopefully nobody has to do that again.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Yeah, I was I was gonna go back to just kind of be uh, the original call, like getting the call from Hockey Canada, like that's huge, and obviously like. you know, just obviously, yeah, getting that phone call, being invited to be a part of that coaching staff. What was your initial reaction to, to getting that phone call?
3: Well, I, you know, I honestly, I wasn't wasn't really expecting it. I was, you know, I was head coach the under 18 team the year before and mm-hmm. um, went, and I was, I think it was one of 12 coaches that went went into an interview in Toronto, actually, just before we got our, our season shut down about a year ago now. And, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of really really good coaches and highly qualified guys uh, you know applying for for a couple of positions and uh, we had the opportunity of uh, you know, getting the uh, getting the call from uh, you know, Hockey Canada at the end of April and it was you know it was during a time you know, obviously when there was no good news
1: and, yeah. and I was able
3: to get some you know, that probably the best news that I could have gotten outside of us playing again. So yeah, one of, one of a uh, immense amount of pride and, and also gratitude to get that chance Love that.
0: Nice. And awesome. <clears throat> so not only on the world junior roster, but also in the giants, you had the, you had the chance to coach Bowen Byram. And I, I kind of want to, I was thinking about how to ask this question and the the instinct for me is to ask, well, how do you do you do you how much do you have to do for a player that talented to just kind of sit back and watch? But I think that that question is kind of reserved more for the guys in the NHL who are in their 30s who've been doing that for years. But you got a guy like Bowen Byram who's immensely talented, but there's still tons that you can do to help him during that process, right?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've coached Bow since he was probably
0: 12. I mean, Man. wow, you know, he, wow. He, and,
3: he and my son are, are very good friends, and actually, when I when I took a step back from from coaching full time, and I decided to spend more time with my own family, my own kids, and I started coaching my my older son, um, Bo. Bo joined our our group in Lethbridge. He was in, in Cranbrook, not a very you know, short drive away, but uh, but he jumped in the spring hockey program uh, when he was about twelve or thirteen, and then and then AAA Bantam at uh, at fourteen. So so I coached Bo you know, for for quite a while. And, yeah. uh, you know, and when I had him back then, he was an elite player. And, and it was all about introducing different things at different times of his career. You know, and he was he was ahead of the curve. And, and then coming here, working with him again, you know, at 17, the, the, the challenge was it was less about, you know, teaching him how to shoot the puck harder or skate faster he knew how to do all that stuff. It was, it was more about, you know, him going into his draft year and managing a lot of the the pressure that can come from playing in a city like Vancouver. And, uh, you know, he did a great job, you know, deflecting a lot of that by staying focused on the Vancouver giants and, Mm -hmm. and, and just focusing on the process. And then last year, you know, for him coming back after, you know, being at the pro pro level and, and, probably not as long as he wanted to be and getting ready for these first world junior experience at that time, you know, initially was tough. It was tough on him. I, I think he was, he hit a wall uh, mentally, emotionally. He was tired after a busy couple of years. And, and I think, you know, he came, he came back and was one of the best players in our league, I think just because he, he took a lot of that pressure off himself and just became one of the guys again. So Thanks. that, that, that's probably more, Along the lines of what we, we do do, we coach guys like that. It's it's more about you know, coaching personalities and understanding where they are as as young players, the amount of pressure that they have, or the challenges they have, uh, the stuff they do on the ice. I mean, it's, it's little tweaks here and there, but yeah, but it's more about uh, about helping them manage manage some of the the distractions and some of the pressure that they have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to kind of ask a follow up question about about Bo too because. Now, I don't want to frame this in a way that makes you try and talk bad about the IHF or anything, but for me, watching that tournament, one of the one of the biggest crimes that COVID made us go through was watching Bo and Byram have to give out his silver medals to his team. Like that's obviously still a, quite an awesome accomplishment to get there. But you can, see, it, with any team that goes through that kind of loss, you see the pain in their faces, you see the grief you're going through, and to have to do that—that that was one of the most bizarre moments. What do you think that 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 kind of moment for Bo will will? further in his career just be something that makes you stronger and something that kind of helps you get through tough moments in the big leagues?
3: Yeah, you know, you when you when you play for Canada and that's another thing you learn along the way. And I've been in enough short term competitions with uh, you know with Canada, but not at not at the World Junior the U eighteens, the, the Youth Olympics, uh, the U seventeens, there's uh, you know, there's a standard that you 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 play to um and and the expectation is to win gold. And yeah. and anything less is isn't good enough. And
2: and that's a good
3: thing and, and at times it's 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 a tremendous amount of pressure, but you you learn from it. And uh you know we we had a we had a great tournament. We we played mm-hmm. extremely well. We didn't give up a five on five goal and we go into the gold medal yeah. game and you know you go into games like that where you're you, you haven't Played very many games, but you haven't been down yet. And then you go up against a very good team, and and uh, you know we didn't we didn't play as well as we wanted in the latter, latter half of the first and the beginning of the second. But outside of that, we played really well, and we just couldn't find the net. So you you know you you're accountable for. You love the wins and you celebrate the wins and you share those losses. And and Bo being one of our leaders, um, you know, in really. You know when when Kirby Doc went down in the exhibition game, uh, Bo and Dylan Cousins stepped up and sort of shared that captaincy. Uh, and, and Bo, being a leader, and played so well through that tournament,
2: that uh, it was sort of automatic
3: that, uh, that he step up and be that guy for us.
2: Yeah, when when you saw the roster, um, you know, just before obviously like all the injuries, like just the original people you guys brought to brought to camp and brought to the tournament. Who is the one person that you're like, holy crap, like, I get to coach this person. Like, I like, I want to see what this guy's got. And just, like, in terms of, like, personality-wise as well, who's someone you were excited to to be behind the bench with? Well,
3: you know, it, it's funny because, you know, I've, I've known this this age group and, and coached this group of kids for so long um, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, again, um, the, the the old ones, uh, which, you know, predominantly that's what we had it. 19 year olds so That's how old my son is. So he, he lived with uh, Dylan Holloway and he lives with the Krebs in, in, in Okotos. That's where he, he's, he's, uh, he's playing in the Alberta junior hockey league. Yeah. So I, I know Peyton Krebs very well. I know Dylan Holloway very well. Coach Bowen Byram. I know Dylan Cousins from Lethbridge. Uh, knowing a lot of these kids in, in Western Canada, I, I knew, I knew, you know, I, it, and, and coaching the Helenka team the year before, so I had Quentin Barfield and Brutfetti and, and Gooley and Drysdale. knew those kids. I, I think, you know, for some of the other guys that I didn't know, Connor McMichael, um, you know, it was a real pleasure to coach and you know, a mm-hmm. very good hockey player. And probably, probably the big one, Kirby Doc. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, watched him play growing up. But uh, he was such a pleasure to work with uh and, and, Especially him making the decision to, go, to leave Chicago to come back to the World Junior team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to do that. Uh, you know that that certainly that uh, went a long ways to, uh, to him being our captain. And guys like Bow and, and Dylan Cousins looking up to him because he had played at the NHL level, and, and you could see like when things got really hard, he he had a level of composure and poise to him uh, that pros do have. Mm-hmm. As a result of playing with guys
0: like Jonathan Tays and Patrick King for a year. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. Awesome. So, um, about kind of this year's Giants team and and looking forward to that. Uh, later on today, we're actually bringing on uh, Canuck La- Lee Parrot. I'm going to work on pronouncing that, man. I- I'm going to blow it every time. <laughs> and, uh, and also Zach Ostapchuk. Aus- Aus- yeah. On that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's talk about these two guys here, just individually, these guys. Um, what are some of what What are some of the quirky little intangibles that each of these guys bring? Like when you think of them, not as not as a hockey player, but as a teammate, what What, what are they known for?
3: Well, I guess to start with, with Alex Kanek Leeper, he's uh, he's right. our captain. He's <laughs> our he, he is our captain. He's uh, he was our captain last year. Um, this is a guy that makes other people around him better. Um, he's, he's he's a really solid defenseman. Uh, I think he's better offensively than people give him credit for. Um, he's, uh, he's off the ice, a very intelligent guy, a guy who cares about, about his teammates, um, plays the game the right way. Uh, it's tough. Um, you know, he, he sticks up for his teammates. He fights a lot of the battles for, for his teammates, not for himself. And, uh, he's he's the one guy along with alert eric floorcheck and tristan nielsen where other 20-year-olds that that i you know i really hope that this this season comes to fruition and works out because i want it to happen for those guys more than any. I mean, those are the guys that we need this to work for because you know leaps and and uh, eric for were both drafted by washington and didn't get signed and this is an opportunity for them uh to get to the pro level and, and they have the ability to play at the pro level and uh and we need this season to work for them as as does tristan nielsen so um i'm really hoping this works for them uh they deserve it uh zach Ostapchuk uh, is coming into the draft he was he was our first pick um you know a couple of years ago big big strong reliable centerman really really good away from the puck um really worked on his strength, his skating, he had, he had a real serious injury, his ACL last year, which, which knocked him out of our lineup. And we really missed him as a, as a 16 year old, he played into, you know, there was some top six forward positions that he played in and he earned it. So he, he got a lot of ice time as a, as a 16 year old for us. And I think he's poised to have a, a really good season and, and, uh, and poised to be drafted this year, uh, whenever that happens. But, uh, you know, he's he's
2: he's definitely got the uh, potential to be a pro hockey player. Love nice. that. That's awesome. Um, my uh, my one last question is obviously good coach, good enough to be on Team Canada. So you have a bunch of benders, guys who can barely skate, uh, reporting to you on day one <laughs> of the training camp. I think there's 18 of us. What's and like we can all skate. We all know the game. We all know what we can do. But yeah. Oh
0: yeah, we're like. My, on the mind, we're NHL-ready.
2: We're, okay. we're Connor McDavid. What are some drills that you're going to put us through? Like, what would day one of training camp be if you're coaching, like, a low-level beer league team? Well, day, day <laughs> one uh, would be
3: just a uh... – a quick, a couple of quick re- flow drills into into some outstanding small area games. Let's let's see what uh, <laughs> let's see what kind of sense and snarl we got in the group, and yeah. uh, we'll throw some uh, we'll throw some cold beers up uh, for for reward, and let's let's see how hard we want to play.
1: There uh, you go. You can get a lot accomplished with a few cold beers, honestly, especially with this team.
3: Just <laughs> <I> kidding. <know. laughs> Maybe throw
0: in a little bag skate at the end to see who has the real character on that locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: I I think the fact that uh, the winning team's going to get the cold beers and maybe the losing team won't uh, probably will (laughs) a bag skate.
0: Yeah, Yeah. there you go. I Um, do have one last question before we wrap up. So as I alluded to, we're hopping into an interview with these guys afterwards. So I kind of want to pit you against one of these guys against each other, but on some lighthearted stuff. So you kind of mentioned Alex's brain a little bit here. So this first question, who do you think would win in a game of chess between the two?
3: I, I'm going to go with Alex, the, all
0: right. uh, the wily veteran. Yep. Pick an all age. Right. That's always a good pick. Always a good pick.
3: Yep.
0: The next one I got here, who, out of the two, who do you think watches more reality TV? We're talking The Bachelor. We're talking Real Housewives, stuff like that. Zach. Zach. All right. There we go. <laughs> no hesitation. He
2: knows Quick that for a
0: That's, <laughs> that's going to be tough for him when we bring that one up. <laughs> and then, and then the last one, lighthearted hockey question. Who do you think has got the stinkier hockey equipment?
3: Uh, well, you know what I—I I think both of these guys are—are are, uh, you know they're, they're 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 not the kind of guys that I think would have stinky hockey equipment. I think nice. they're they're both uh, they're both pretty responsible <laughs> and professional guys. There's there's some <laughs> other guys that I any hesitation <laughs> at all, so, but, <laughs> at all those, but I think these guys are are pretty uh, they're pretty clean lean liver so I, I that, that would be a tough one I I, I don't know who I'd pick
0: all right all right we'll keep it at a tie we'll, we'll get their answers and we'll see how that flows from there yeah. <laughs> all right Michael that's awesome. all we got for you today man we can't thank you enough yeah. for joining us um, yeah. just as much as you guys we want to see a, a season go ahead around here and pop by the LEC hopefully mm-hmm. to see these guys play and, and get them to showcase especially like you said those those last years for those 20 year olds so once it does get going let's just put some positive spin on it once it does get going we can't wait to see you guys out there
3: Uh, absolutely yeah really
1: looking forward to it thanks for having me well Well,
0: thank you so much all right guys hope you enjoyed that interview with michael dick head coach of the vancouver giants you can catch him at the langley event center whenever bonnie tells you to don't just show up like that when you can you can go check them out uh but huge news coming out of the whl guys um you heard it during this interview i think we mentioned it to coach where we said when the whl season plays when you guys get that 24 game season it's official it's happening so, I mean, let's get to you guys. I know we're all stoked for the players and for the coaches and everyone involved.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing is, you know, like like Michael said in the interview, he wants these, you know, older guys or as much as they are old in the dub, uh the veterans in the WHL to actually, you know, get their chance and like have like a final year. And I think that's really important. So, um you know credit to the Vancouver Giants and uh, I hopefully they do well. I'm excited to see them,
0: yeah, definitely. I, and all the other BC teams, too. I think there's like I think there's five of them or, or something around that. So, yeah, shout out to those guys. I like you said, I think these, these stories sometimes fall on flat ears, especially of mine when I like when you don't know someone experiencing. Stuff like that, like a senior in high school who doesn't get to play his sports, stuff like that It doesn't really hit you as hard. But when you get to talk to a guy like Alex, like we have the the captain of the Giants coming up on a future episode as well, um, like you actually get to talk to one of these twenty year olds where it's like his season's kind of hanging in the balance and he doesn't know if he's going to get to play junior hockey again. So yeah. it was kind of it was kind of cool hearing that hearing that announcement come up and thinking like that guy out there is pretty fucking stoked he got this news today. So yeah, that, that yeah. was cool to think. I love that. That's awesome. Alrighty, cool. Is cool. It, talk. Let's. It time uh, it's
2: time. For mosey on it's over time. to the corner of Ghost. <laughs> <time>. <laughs>
0: right. What I just said, I'm pretty sure that that saying is is copyrighted. <laughs> what What's is that it? from? Uh, Bruce Buffer, where he starts yelling, "It's time." Oh, Bruce Buffer. I'm pretty sure, like he, I'm pretty sure he has like trademarked <gasps> that saying. Oh, <laughs> Fuck you, Bruce. We're too small to care. Yeah, <laughs> okay. um, but goats and wotes. We are gonna do goats and wotes the states in America, the America states, the different stats. So yeah, that's what stats. Gonna, the, the great, the greatest and worst states of America. All right, I think all, this, all the network guys should love this one. Hey, all the they guys in America,
1: we're not trying to piss anybody yeah. up by doing this, we're just doing this because we think this is absolutely hilarious.
0: Yeah, Let's just make that very cool. clear. We live in the true North, strong and free. Duh, you guys are just jealous you're not up here. <laughs>
2: sucking, sucking. Igloos what? and hunting with polar bears and shit.
1: Let's all remember yeah. how many people tried coming over the border when Trump got elected. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Raf Ralph comes
0: Ralph comes in here and says, we're not trying to offend anyone. Then he comes in with a very real chirp. like, <laughs>
2: actual, like
1: dick. Yeah, oh, my bad. <laughs> Craps our again.
2: fucking immigration website. Thanks, Raf.
1: Brother, I'm fucking from Poland. I don't know anything. All right, ask Elijah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you even a citizen. Okay. All right.
2: So, for those
0: who don't know, we're going greatest first. So, who wants to start it off?
2: I think we go Raf this time. Yes, let's yeah. go. Good stuff. <laughs> let's you go. Get to raise your hand so politely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see how quickly I did it too. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> see it. You want to see me do it again? <laughs> uh okay uh da, da, da. my first goat my first goat yeah i think you guys are gonna hate me for this one uh oregon
2: okay yeah, i love
1: heavy. oregon i think oregon's sick
2: that was uh, that was my number two so fuck you Raph.
1: yeah dude that's it's oh, oregon's dude, fucking the, dope place
2: the oregon ducks dude
0: you took it from josh
1: yeah sorry josh
0: Damn.
1: i thought of it like what is it uh, I like like my my parents always do like a get out of here you fucking jackasses Illuminati signs. No, that's Luminati. the organ sign. No, <laughs> no, no. No, this, one? No,
2: yeah, this is it. the, it's the O. <laughs> you score a touchdown, you
1: get to go, baby. Oh, this one? Yeah. <laughs> um, Fair. the uh, what's it called? It's it's just dope. Like my family and I always do like a trip down the west coast whenever the world was open. So we'd always go down to like Seaside, Florence, Lincoln City, Canada, like Canada. Portland, Cannon Beach. Yeah, all that shit. And it was always super fun. But also just like I don't know, Oregon's just so is just so much fucking good, nice. Dude. Cannon Beach is fucking Cannon Beach is in uh is it in Oregon? I
2: think so. Yeah.
1: Is it? I thought yeah, it was Oregon always in coast. uh Washington. But or yeah. yeah but anyways. Um what's it called? It's just it's just like a dope place. It's like the forestry and they're just beautiful. Like it's just so chill. Everything's really nice. I agree. I went want to one baby. Yeah, sand dunes are fucking sick. Back. Rip a dune buggy a little bit, take it up the side of one of those dunes, and then just almost flip over and just <laughs> leave with your life.
2: Dude, my dad yeah. did that.
1: Really? Flipped it?
2: Yeah. Ron Gertson flipped a quad, and he like oh, yeah. really like almost like broke a fucking rib. And oh wow! I'll tell that story after. I'll t- I'll tell it later.
1: All
0: right, all right. And it, it's a good thing he had his wallet in, and they're patting him, right?
1: <laughs> Bounced off the ground with yeah.
2: that. It's just like the Wolf yeah. of Wall Street with like the with the uh, the Serbian smuggler, like the girlfriend where she's got like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's good old Ronnie. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, am I am I am I next? Yeah, I'm the next guy. Okay. Clockwise. My my, uh, my first pick is going to Michigan. I'm taking Michigan first overall. Why? I love Why? Michigan, guys.
1: What's in Michigan? We got,
0: bucket, we got eight mile. First of all, eight mile coming out of the Detroit. <laughs> we got the white rabbit coming at you hard. I like eight <laughs> on my
2: bucket,
0: this one's shout out to John King. I loved during the election because, like, we're there's a couple things like we're in the Rust Belt. I love how they're always a swing state. Like, they're just a state that can just never settle. Like, I love swing states. The fact that y'all just are so indecisive, you got to switch every time. And then to top it all off, you got you got the two universities, right? You got State of Michigan, and then you got Michigan University. I don't know what to call it. Do they call it Michigan State?
2: Michigan State and University of Michigan. You dipstick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say. You, saying University of Michigan just sounds weird because you just say no. like because people just call it Michigan. Yeah, but and what's what's this? Don't they have the biggest sports stadium in the country too?
2: Ann Arbor. Yeah, in the world? Yeah, isn't it? I think it's the biggest. Wow.
1: Good for them. Good for Michigan.
2: And it's all outside, which is fucking nuts. Anyway. Yeah. What um, a shitty pick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's the big, big house, dude. Don't like, fuck with the big house. Detroit, yeah, right. Detroit is a piece of shit. Like, it's actually a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but okay. it's,
0: it's rural, dude. It's blue collar.
2: Oh, God. Um, Detroit,
1: for whatever reason, every time I think of Detroit, I think of like that fucking post-apocalyptic city yeah, that took place in I Am Legend. I'm like oh that's <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: my first pick, boys, and I'm really disappointed you guys didn't do this, but I don't Nevada. know if in been there. No. <laughs> <Very close. laughs> in the desert, we're going with Arizona.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a I had a feeling you would have picked that one.
2: Dude, Arizona, man, like multiple reasons why. First, Ronnie's got a place down there. <laughs> so it's number one.
1: Yeah. Number two. Each.
2: Arizona State, fear the fork, fear the fork.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude,
2: the, dude, the golfing down there is fucking crazy, and it's home to the best golf tournament ever, the fucking Waste yep. Management Classic, TPC Scottsdale, and it's got Lots all three sports teams, all five. Lots of reasons
0: teams. to be down at fucking ASU. I'll tell you that much. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's good reasons
1: all right my next one uh very close second to oregon colorado
2: fuck colorado is that, is that just because they legalized
1: first legalized marijuana <laughs> keystone ski resort aspen like it's just fucking sick that pretty, place is so it. dope yeah it, I, and living in denver south park yeah living yeah, in park. denver would be so sick
2: But it's just also like. I was going to say a really bad joke, but like, we'll easily have to cut it. So I can't. The only thing
1: is like, the only thing about Colorado isn't the elevation like substantially higher. So the air's thinner or some shit like that.
2: That's why they call it the mile high city, dude. Yeah. 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 Because you're literally up in fucking air. Like, you'll get nosebleeds up the ass, dude.
1: I don't get nosebleeds. (laughs) I can fight it. But that'd be (laughs) sick. Like, Colorado number two for sure. Just like that.
0: It literally is one mile above sea level. That's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah. Good for them.
0: Dude, can you imagine? Like, if you look out your window right now, imagine if you just saw a building like a mile higher than you are. Like, that's fucked.
1: 1600 meters? Yeah, it's fucking insane.
0: That's really fucked to think about.
2: Well, I mean, the thing is, though, is like even like Calgary is very high up as well. True. So, yeah. I yeah. guess just situated in the mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, all weird. right, we can move on. E, what's number two, pal?
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be scrambling near the end of this because I didn't think anyone would choose Colorado, but I'll fuck <laughs> myself. <laughs> I'm gonna take my next pick. I'm going with Pennsylvania, baby. I'm taking good old <laughs> Penn State. Um, a couple. <laughs> once again, I'm going with a bit of a theme here. My greatest states comes down to the grittiness, and I'm going with gritty. I'm choosing my guy, Gritty Billy's. As- and yes. pennsylvania seems maybe there might be americans out there when i say this they're like what the fuck are you talking about but pennsylvania is one of the grittiest parts of america it is gritty america and so yeah. i love phil i love philadelphia especially and i especially mm-hmm. love those scumbag riders that get out there when nick Foles wins the super bowl they're fucking vaselining the poles outside like what <laughs> <good?
1: laughs> dude sometimes you gotta do what idea. you gotta do
2: yeah. Dude, Doug, what still... are the odds
1: that Elijah goes three for three on the worst goats ever?
2: I know states, <laughs> 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 Michigan an and the Pennsylvania. Board kind of guy. <laughs> um, I feel like the the one the one thing I will say is is you've got Pittsburgh, you've got Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure Washington D.C. is in Pennsylvania. I think.
0: I don't think so. Where, where is it? I think it's, oh, it's like in, it's in Virginia.
2: It's Maryland. Oh, sorry.
0: There
2: you go. Um, Close. No, I uh, can only no.
0: imagine Americans <laughs> listening to this right now They're like, dude, these guys know fucking nothing <laughs> joking, dude. We probably know more than they do yeah, You think so? Hey,
1: hey
0: we were both 100%. right It's bordering the states of Maryland and Virginia
2: Fuck Whoa. Yeah, boys.
1: Regular Virginia no. or West Virginia?
2: Regular uh, Regular, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool, um, cool, cool. But I'm pretty sure What's the Ivy League school in Pennsylvania? I'm not 100% sure on this But I think Yale Yale is there So there's some there's some education there. Are you googling it right now? It's in Connecticut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's
0: a tough one. I I love that we all do this, though. We say
2: facts with the utmost confidence that it's right. (laughs) Okay. That is that's my favorite part. My my next one. Well, it was originally gonna be Oregon, so I'm gonna pull from the honorable mention pool. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee boys. Oh, Um, you sack of shit. I'm, (laughs) I'm loving me some Tennessee because it's very, first of all, it's got one of the best pickup lines of all time. You're the only 10 I see, which I think is actually very clever. It's number one. Uh, it's got the music city, Nashville, Nashville, baby. Um, and I feel like it's also like a Southern state, but it's also like, very modern like it's still it's not as like country and as like hick as like an alabama or a louisiana that type of thing it's Mm -hmm. actually like a little bit more left which is kind of nice it's like a good thing
1: yeah i'll give it to you fuck that's my last one uh uh, my last one my
2: last one
1: nevada (sighs) nevada (laughs) All because of Vegas, baby. <laughs>
2: I fucking love that state. Dude,
1: Dude
0: I, I'll, I'll rename I'll... that fucking state Las Vegas. It should just be Las it
1: Vegas. just be Las Vegas. They should just make it yeah. really, really tiny and just like a small circle. This, this should be just Nevada and it should just be the state of oh, Las Vegas, which is just oh, Vegas yeah. Airport and the Strip. There's
2: three parts of the world that should be its own country. The first is the Vatican City in Italy. Yeah. The okay. second one is Monte Carlo. And the third one is Las Vegas, <laughs> and then there's Las Vegas.
1: that would be so sick. <laughs> Dude, what
0: What else is in Nevada other than there's one place called Reno? No. Like what Re- the what the?
2: Fuck? Yeah, I've been to Reno. Oh. It's is actually. It dope? Or no, I haven't been. No, I've been to this place called uh, Carson City. No, Reno. No, I've been to Reno. It's basically like a miniature Vegas. And it's dirt cheap gambling. Like it is so cheap, boys, to fly to Reno. It's definitely not as nice, and there's not as much shit to do there. But the casinos are just as big. That's it's what you're, saying, dude, you're saying, dude, you're saying sounds Fremont like my Street.
1: place. Yeah, <laughs> like team, that's what it is, dude. This is Fremont. Place.
0: Yeah, <laughs> dude. If I, I might, I might plan a boys trip one like one time, and I'll just be like, boys, we're going to Vegas, and I won't tell you guys, and we'll <laughs> land in
1: Reno. <laughs> How sick would that be? I will be. Everyone I will be like, fucking,
0: bro. I bought. T- I bought two thousand dollars. I'll be like, bro. I bought twenty. dollars
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go fucking. I'm gonna keep trying to double up my money on roulette until I can get enough money to go fucking rent a car and drive to Vegas. <laughs> 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 I'll see you guys there. <laughs>
0: dude, I looked at the first Google image of this city, man. It literally looks like Merit, but it's got like a couple skyscrapers. Fuck merit, That's dude. It. Like, I it's just hate situated merit like literally just situated <laughs> in the middle of a fucking like valley
1: dude i Alaska. wish you were i wish you were Elijah, i wish you were in the car with me and or me josh and bailey when we drove to stampede like two years ago and i just bitched about merit for like 10 hours straight in the car <laughs> <I fucking laughs> no, hate
2: we were we really not even by
1: merit anymore we were in fucking alberta and i was complaining <laughs> about merit still <laughs>
2: No, not even that. It was literally the fact that, like, from Pope to Merit, I was like, why the fuck do we need to stop there? There's nothing fucking there. I'm like, Crap. I'm like, I need gas. I don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> dude, so pissed, dude. Say,
0: the only reason to, to hate Merit, though, is if you don't stop in Merit, because that's, like, the universal stop for fast food place.
1: Yeah, like that's yeah, and and shotguns. Ever. Like that too. A yeah. couple of rope pops.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So bad rap. I was driving and I shotgun twice and just got back on the
1: <laughs> and then we pulled up, we pulled up to Josh's mom's house and we're like we're like, oh hey Michelle. And we shot good beers right in front of Michelle before even walking in. <laughs> oh geez. The boys are
0: unhinged.
1: Oh, I love Stampede. <laughs> Okay, was that so?
0: raffle? Did you take your last one or did Josh take his last one? Yeah, that was Nevada. I you went Nevada. Okay. Uh, Okay, I had, (laughs) you took my backup as well. So I'm going off the board (laughs) once again. (laughs) I'm going to the state of New York. Now, I ain't doing it because of New York City. Fuck a New York City. I don't need no (laughs) Madison Square Garden. I just need the good old people of Buffalo. Give me those people day in and day out. I'll be a happy camper. Throw me through a fucking table, dude. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> oh,
2: that's
1: not I might bad need line. to
0: keep the 265 on to do that, though, because I, do, I don't I do want to be one of those bitches that doesn't break the table, you know?
1: Yeah, Dude, you'll go through, like, two tables at this point.
0: Yeah,
2: fuck. You're right. um, okay. I'm going to go with Buffalo's biggest rival for my state, and that is oh. m- Massive Two Shits. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Home of the Red Sox, home of the Pats. Uh, yeah, I just, I love, I love Boston. Home to Harvard, home to MIT. Are you James sure it's Harvard? Harvard. Fenway
1: Park. Park.
2: Fenway Pack. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, JFK was born there as well. I'm pretty curious. So um pretty that, sure. That, let's look it up. Let's look it up. A, that's, such no, a, that's such a good right, <laughs> Harvard. No, he's Harvard alumni. That I know. Okay. No,
1: Josh, you still stuck with it. He was born in he was born in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Brookline? Brookline.
2: There Brookline, you go. not Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Um I'm from
1: overseas, let it go.
2: I know, sorry. Nice. But uh yeah, I, I love I love that state. I love it so much. Salem oh, is there too, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Really? Like yeah. Anyway. votes wow. quotes? Or
1: your honorable mentions?
2: Honorable mentions quickly, so because you took them all. My my honorable mentions were Nevada, Tennessee, yeah. and then this was an interesting one, dude. Hawaii, no yeah, one. About Hawaii.
1: Hawaii.
2: Fuck, Hawaii was a good one. Oh, California
1: was up there as one of my honorable mentions. No one said California, and then the other one was Utah,
2: mm.
1: also for snowboarding.
2: Nice. There you go. Uh, I was
1: woat. gonna
0: say, wo- I was gonna. Oh, I was gonna no. give an honorable mention for votes so That wouldn't have been good
1: yeah it was um, close.
0: okay Raf started off
1: votes uh, my first vote only because of everything that's gone out gone on there in the last like three weeks Texas <laughs> tough look for Texas fucking snowstorms power outages basically mm. off the grid and then what is it today their mayor opens up Texas 100% of the no, way
2: their senator their state they're senator. senator
1: yeah <laughs> I'm like the fuck why dude global <laughs> pandemic open it up baby <laughs> Yeah, herd, herd immunity
2: and do that's see a Analyze, said... it's like I'm moving to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> also, also
1: old or what's it called? Not old. El Paso. I don't like how close it is to Mexico. It's, well, yeah, it's, 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 called it's called like El Paso. Yeah, it's, it's like got, right. It's like, it's it's left... like right there. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's got it's fucking left foot in there, dude.
1: Yeah, like that's insane. Like that's like I, it, that's I, I, I might. It's just alarming, I find. But that's just me.
2: is actually a very crime-ridden city, like yeah, so much drugs and all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah.
2: Crazy.
0: Anyway, um, all right, my first pick for votes. I was going to say about Texas first, they kind of seem like, this might be a mean comment to make, but they kind of seem like little like the center is just being a crybaby. He's like, fuck, we had a bad week. I'm going to just open this shit up. Like, it seems like a little ra- reactionary there, you think?
1: Yeah. Could be. Could be, could be,
0: could be. Okay, my first vote. I'm going Massachusetts. Fuck them. Fuck Boston. <laughs> fuck you, Boston. I wrote it. I actually wrote fuck it down. You, here fuck that, JFK. <laughs> I actually wrote it down that the fucking Boston accent is actually like so dope, but like I'll never be able to love anything Boston ever again. It's not <laughs> possible for me.
1: Okay. Fair.
2: fair. Um dude, my first vote is fucking California, dude. California yeah, really? sucks. Specifically, actually, I don't know. It's geared more towards Los Angeles. I actually hate LA okay just it's full of pretentious plastic botox pussies that's all it is um and you know if you like it there and you're like oh my god i love los angeles bitch go to miami or go to arizona (laughs) go to phoenix it's so much nicer um i just i don't know to me when i look at people like yeah i'm from los angeles or like i'm moving to la i'm like dude you are mixing like vancouverites and people from fucking Tirana, and you're throwing them on the West Coast with just like this giant ego of just like just bullshit. Yeah. So
0: yeah.
2: however, I mean however. I, love, I love San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I love me some Palm Springs.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh and like all like the cool like head offices like San Apple, Diego, Google, Facebook, they all like all their offices are in Palo Alto, which is kind of yeah. cool. Very true, yeah. very true. And, uh, I had that's
0: the struggle I had too. I had Cali down there as well, but there was like good, good reasons and many
1: bad reasons. So like California is a very like middle one, in my opinion.
2: But the yeah. biggest one for me, and this is why I hate it the most, and, and again, more so an LA comment, um, is the fucking traffic, boys. Okay. So I'm going to tell quick story and we'll move on. I was staying in. I think I was seen in Huntington Beach or Venice Beach. Anyway, I was there. My dad and I got some last-minute tickets to the Dodgers game, and we were—I don't know—probably like 18, 20 kilometers from the stadium. Like, given LA traffic, bro, twenty kilometers. We sat in traffic for two and a half fucking hours. <laughs> it was fucking banana lands. Like, we're—you're just not moving. Like, you just Are there accidents do not or like what? No, it is just fucking traffic. It's How long do you think it takes
1: to, to walk that far?
0: That's just LA. It's oh. got to be around the same, dude. Maybe
1: eight it's, hours. It's out
2: stressed of it stressed me out. That's oh, me my out.
1: God. Holy. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, uh, moderate right. walk, right.
1: it'll be oh wait, three so. and a half hours at a moderate pace. Hmm. Um, at least you know are getting time? into at that point. Yeah, true. Yeah. My second vote, the literal middle of buttfuck nowhere, Wyoming. Fuck. <laughs> the least populated state in in all of the United States and it's just smack dab in the middle. Nothing Are goes you, on there. Yeah.
2: Have you ever actually been to Wyoming, Raf? No. Okay. I have.
1: Okay, and the
2: in Wyoming? Thing, the only thing, boys, yep, the only <laughs> thing that's there is Old Faithful. The geyser. That, like, That's it, hey. I yeah. remember that geyser, so, yeah. So it's in Yellowstone National Park. And boys, I'm not even joking. We had to drive through. Okay, so my dad and my <sighs> sister, we drove through Idaho, which is awful. Then we <laughs> drove through Montana, which is awful once you get past God, the rocks. And when you go into Wyoming, guys, like I'm like I'm not even fucking joking. A hill would not go a mess. It is flat. It's a <laughs> fuck. A it's it really is brutal. Saskatchewan. Like it is absolutely awful. The only cool thing I will say about Yellowstone is it's actually a giant fucking volcano. You're surrounded oh, by cool. a mountain range. And it's have you guys ever seen the movie Twenty Twelve? No. Uh
1: no. The you apocalypse movie, no.
2: Fuck, it sucks i we're not nah. spoiled. It just came scared, on dude. Um, anyway yeah so they go to yellowstone it's actually like i googled it after it's actually a super volcano like it's like the world's only super volcano and that's where all the guys shit come from
1: that's pretty cool and i guess they're just like releasing pressure consistently right
2: yeah exactly anyway that's it yeah
1: anyways wyoming sucks yeah, <laughs> on. dude. Yeah.
0: One of the points about Wyoming, like even checking all of its bordering states, like you're bordering with the Dakotas, Montana, Idaho, Utah, and Nebraska. I, think I don't think Colorado's the one cool one.
2: You're not bordering Idaho, no. no chance. Yeah, you are. No, you're not.
0: You are. I'm looking are right not. at it. You're not, dude. <laughs> fuck off, dude. I'm literally looking right <laughs> at it. Are you? I'm looking at Google Maps, man. Go fuck yourself. Are you, Josh, you
1: We can screen share and we can embarrass you on the video if you want.
0: Idaho kind of has like a BC oh, yeah. opposite okay. BC shape to it. Yeah.
2: I was dude, when, just, like, just keep trying to
0: tell me that fucking Yale's in Pennsylvania or whatever, dude. Okay. <laughs>
2: anyway, uh, fuck you. Okay. What's your number two?
0: Okay, my next one, uh, Alabama. I got you down there as one of the votes. Wait, you don't um, want to you guys just. Decide? You know, I was gonna say I hate the football team, and that seems like all you guys got going on anyway. So, kind of a big reason to hate you. The one thing I will say is it's fun to say Alabama. Alabama. It's fun to say it with a Alabama. little Alabama accent. Uh, I guess Birmingham's a city. I didn't. I don't really know what Birmingham is about. <laughs> but although I fuck, I didn't know you guys had Talladega. Do they have the Talladega racetrack down there? That might be. I might have I might have fucked up. That might be my worst pick of all all this this whole entire segment so far. You
1: can't take it back, yeah. That's
0: all right. Fuck you, Alabama. All
2: right. So my next one again was supposed to be Wyoming. But thank God I have some honorable mentions. Uh dude, fucking Delaware, man. Like, what the fuck is that? What is (laughs) give me one fucking thing. That's like way on these coasts, isn't it? I don't know. It's somewhere up there. It's like on these coast. it's within, like, Maine and Rhode Island yeah. and kind of in, like, the, the northeast part of the, the country. board of all the small states? Yeah. Like, there I is. just, like, no fucking idea what's there. No fucking clue. Someone gave me their capital. I have no idea what it is.
1: Uh, Elijah, look uh, it up.
0: <clears throat> Delaware? Yeah, yeah capital cap- of Delaware. Oh, where it is. What are you? I'm trying, like, not to Google. I'm just, like, zooming in on this shit.
1: I'll look it up. <laughs>
0: I'm going to say Dover. Is it Dover? Tell me it's Dover.
1: Uh, is it Dover? I can tell you what the state animal is. What is it? The gray fox.
2: Oh my god, that's so capital. The capital
1: is Dover.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Hey, do you think the guy who founded it was Ben?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah, okay. Josh, ben
0: Dover.
1: <laughs> uh, my oh, last vote. Florida florida yes yeah i one time heard a saying where somebody or i think i don't know if i don't remember if it was a saying it was like a meme or something like that but somebody's asking like another person being like oh like how'd you end up in florida and like i was like well i threw a dart at a map and he's like and then and then it landed in the trash can (laughs) so i came to florida (laughs) it's like literally like all the crazy fucking people end up in florida dude
2: yeah florida's fucked
0: yeah
1: there's a reason we
2: send all the old that way man
1: <laughs> let them live life on the edge for the last 10 years of their life
2: like i feel like like i feel like you have like cool cities in like tampa bay or, or Orlando, miami or miami yeah like you know maybe um what is it fort Lauderdale? but dude like you get out into like the everglades in the middle of nowhere in florida dude like that's pretty fucked yeah like, that's weird that's, like, it gets a little sketchy <laughs>
1: i also feel like i also feel like florida was a lot cooler like 30 40 years ago you know what i mean
2: I think I think early two thousands, late nineties, spring break. Yeah, like you, know, like you would have like Carmen Electra down to like Fort Lauderdale for like yeah. spring break. That's when it was cool.
1: Or even like like nineteen seventies Miami. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when the whole like like it's fucking crazy to say, but like all the like the, whole the cocaine, trade. yeah, the drug trade was huge there. Fort Lauderdale isn't Fort Lauderdale just like a dump right now?
2: It's in the Keys. It's in like the Florida Keys. What is that? Fuck. A, is a that place it, that's got a little
0: case of the Epstein or no? Is that a different place?
2: Might be. I'm not really sure to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: I don't think it is. I think it's okay. All right. All uh-huh. right. My uh, my last pick for Wotes, boys. Uh fucking Idaho. Fuck your potatoes, Idaho.
2: <laughs> Pretty so you sure don't they have like, a potato. You don't
0: What's like spoke Ah, uh... oh, dude. Spokane Chiefs. I remember her. I went to a Giants game back when they were playing at the Pacific Coliseum, and they were playing the Spokane Chiefs. Yeah. And this was when they – had. I think the Spokane Chiefs goalie was Dustin Tokarski, who used to play for the Habs at one point. Yeah. And this was a playoff game, and we were sitting right around a bunch of drunk guys that were, like, building, like, the beer cup pyramid and everything too. But they were giving it to Tokarski, man. Like, they would not <laughs> let this guy – Rest like they let it go into Kurski. Like straight out of letter, Kenny, dude.
1: Holy like, oh, I do want
0: to look this up. I, I wanna say that Idaho's license plate just has a fucking potato on it. it? Yeah.
2: It's home of the potato. Why is it the home of the potato? Yeah.
0: It says it says scenic Idaho, famous potatoes. Like fuck your carbs, dude. Don't that's a really outdated thing to say. You guys need to come up with something better.
2: Um, all right, boys, my last one, my last one is North Dakota. Yeah, like,
0: what What made you choose North and not South?
2: I don't know. I just like, I feel like they're both kind of bad. Like apparently they're just not like they're like, there is like nothing there. The only thing that I know of that is in North Dakota is Mount Rushmore. That's it. That is the that's the only thing Dakota. that's there. Yeah.
0: Where the yeah. fuck is it?
2: I don't fucking know, dude. It's somewhere there.
0: Couldn't oh, tell dude, you where. Have... I can't tell. if It looks like they have a city. It looks like they have Fargo. I can't tell what side of the state line it's on. But they Did got Fargo imagine... over there.
2: That's... Do you imagine? I'm like, hey, E, I'm going to pay you a million dollars with no Wi-Fi. You can't listen to music. But you have to live in Fargo for a year. Would you do it? <laughs> a million dollars? Million dollars, you have to live there for a fucking year. Someone Google what Fargo looks like in North Dakota and tell me what it looks like, so you Just
0: yeah, just Google Fargo and show me the first picture that comes up. So of course, it's a fucking movie. Oh, um,
2: yeah, yeah, this is a movie or
0: a TV show. I mean, uh,
1: Do you guys want to pull it up for you real quick?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's uh, it's not very promising. It looks like there's a giant train going through the middle of it, <laughs> which is pretty much what my, my life would be. <laughs> Um, I would. I, I think I'd pass, Josh. I think I would pass.
1: <laughs> that's Fargo, if you guys can see that.
2: What a piece of shit. Yeah. Is that?
1: that is Fargo.
2: <laughs> they uh, have a train going here, dude. Oh, all I shit. know, dude. All I know is that their like, dude. Their tallest building is like probably like ten stories. And that's it.
1: Yeah, that one right there, right? Yeah, the one that's yeah. top. <laughs> Anyways, that's Fargo.
2: All right. Love all right. that. Any all honorable mentions? Men- um, Cali, that was all I had. But-
1: New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> fuck New Jersey.
2: <laughs> my, Jersey
1: Shore, fuck you.
2: Dude, my ones were have already been said Florida was one of them, and Michigan yeah. was the other. Those are the only. Michigan, ones.
0: don't hate on Michigan. I gave you like ten points to like. Michigan. <laughs> yeah, and
2: they were all about Eminem, which is <laughs> Dude,
0: come on, lose yourself in the moment.
2: Yeah, if I ever have to move to Michigan, I'm gonna revisit Mom's spaghetti. So, <laughs> <laughs> bro, have you have,
0: have you seen Eight Mile before? You've seen it, right?
2: Yeah, it's awful.
0: Come on, dude. That movie would not be half as good if it was shot at like LA or something like that. It's because <laughs> he's in the trailer park. What if it was <laughs> shot in El Paso? Shit kicked out of him. That'd be <laughs> kind of cool. That's yeah. like a little breaking bad, isn't it? Where was Breaking yeah. Bad set in?
1: El Paso, isn't
0: it? I think so. You, you know what? Or no, it was in El Paso. It might have been in Albuquerque.
1: Albuquerque. New Mexico.
0: Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. I was gonna put New Mexico on there, but like I couldn't really think of a way to make fun of it other than being like kind of ra- like not racist, but like just kind of anti-Mexico.
2: No, dude. The so only just... dude. The cool thing about New Mexico is High School Musical was filmed there, so fuck you.
1: <laughs> what was it?
2: Oh boy! No, it takes it takes, it takes place in Albuquerque, which is
1: really High awesome. School Musical one or two. Both. Oh, a trick question! question. Is Albuquerque is the set place. <laughs> like, are
0: we going to Albuquerque instead of Reno?
1: No, we're doing a road no. trip through all the shitty places and all the shitty <laughs> states.
2: <laughs> Roadie,
1: let <laughs> so We've got Reno, we've got Yellowstone, we have Fargo,
2: <laughs>
1: all together. This road and, then we end, end up, up and, and then we end up in the boonies in Florida,
2: <laughs> yeah. and then we round off in the fucking uh, uh, what is that,
1: Delaware in Dover?
2: <laughs> no, and um, no, what is it, where is it? Uh, what? What's that one, what's the crime TV show with uh, Jason Bateman on Netflix? What's it called? Oh,
1: I know you're talking oh, about
2: um,
1: Oh, oh Ozarks. Ozarks.
2: Yeah, we ended the Ozarks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not too sure how we got here, but we got here. Have a good night.
2: <laughs> and then we round off with a rowdy night in Vegas and then fly home.
1: And then we... And then we do the whole Top Gear thing, and we drive through Alabama with really, 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 really inappropriate signs on the sides of our cars, and see who gets pulled over <laughs> first. Like <laughs> <All laughs> right. really, really, really democratic, like <laughs> democratic signs.
0: Oh, God. All right, boys. Uh, that was episode twenty-five for our listeners. Once again, please support us. Please help us elevate us. Tell all your American friends about this episode. Actually, if you have any American family, <laughs> tell them to listen to this episode. If they like pee and states, we got you guys covered on that one. <laughs> yeah yeah hold me up hold me up bro. hold me Whoa. up josh
1: wait josh nope. josh
3: boys give me, give me five josh,
1: touch, touch my finger
3: okay
2: uh. <laughs> et phone home <laughs> <laughs> all right see you all
1: guys right.
2: adios oh harder baby